You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hey guys, welcome to session four. So happy to have you here as always. Excited for you to get to hear today's session. I think that one of the things I was most excited about in having Sabrina on the podcast is kind of like dispelling this myth about like, what seven figure business owners do or don't do or how much they have it together or don't. And I think this episode is going to be one of those that is really, really helpful in that regard. I think a couple of the things that Sabrina says she's going to do are probably going to surprise you a little bit. And you're probably going to think like, wait, I thought people at seven figures weren't doing that. And the truth is they are. And I think it's really, really helpful to hear that. And so I think this episode will really serve you for that reason. I think it will make it feel like you're getting it more right in what you're doing and not like you should be, you know, whatever it is, be able to put out like one reel and make a million dollars and that's it, right? You're going to actually hear what's going into it and what's behind it and see that Sabrina is still probably doing many of the things she did early on because they work and because that's what keeps growing her business. So I hope this is just a really great example of that for you. And I hope it reminds you to keep going from where you are. Hello. Happy Friday. What a fucking week, huh? So weird that you were here last Friday and now you're not. And so much has happened since. All right. So what's going on? How are you feeling? I have a hurricane here in Scotland, but the rain was pretty bad today. So I couldn't go to the podcast today, unfortunately. So I just spent the time mapping out my Q1 podcast calendar, which was pretty good. Good. And I wrote the CEO confessions email for this week. The last week one got a ton of responses. I think we got something like 15, 16 messages in the inbox and we only sent it to a small segment of our list. So right now we're just doing it to people who have engaged with us in the last 60 days. So we're just using that to up deliverability. So feeling very good. How's it feeling to be spicy? Feels pretty good. Yeah. I think this week's one is going to be pretty spicy. The subject line is you ask dumb questions. Of all the ones you you sent me, that one's my favorite one. Okay, so are you feeling more like I want to be out there and in it? Or are you still feeling a little bit like I hate everyone? I don't want to. No, I feel pretty good. I think I'm making a lot of decisions right now around like content strategy and planning and things like that. So I think I feel more desiring to be in it. And then also we launched Rich Witch and that got a really good response. And I'm very excited about that. I don't know how many signups we'll get. I'm sure it'll be something like anywhere from two to 4,000 is what we usually get. So I'm sure that one will be a good one. Plus we're running ads to it. So that'll build the list. But yeah. And then someone messaged me and they're like, you don't miss, this is the best branding yet. I'm like, I know. It really is. It's so good. So fun. And I feel like when you have stuff like that, it does make you want to be out there more. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you get excited about something and it kind of like creates that momentum for you of like wanting to share it, wanting to be out there. And I think that's just basically what's happening here. Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. So what do you want to dive into? I know we were talking about a lot of content stuff in Basecamp, but tell me what you kind of want to focus on. So I secretly decided to have a million dollar launch because I was kind of bored. So that's going to happen before the end of the year. Okay. What is, why is it a secret? Well, just cause I didn't tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but now I am. So now it's not a secret. This feels like a, a pattern in our relationship, Sabrina. You keep secrets and then you tell me later. That's just called delayed communication. Okay. Fair. Okay. So tell me about this, this million dollar launch. Well, what I am going to do is I'm going to sell a hundred plus spots in the accelerator before the end of the year, which with payment okay. plans will get us to about a million. Okay. I've had several thousand clients buy my stuff over the years. So I'm working this next week on kind of compiling a list of people I've really loved working with and just doing a lot of very personal outreach, kind of explaining what, cause everyone thinks I'm crazy or like 
doesn't totally get what I see for the accelerator, but I've just decided that the people who get it, get it. And the people who don't, don't. So I'm just going to kind of communicate what we're building, what's happening here and give personal invites to basically join. No one thinks you're crazy. Yeah, whatever haters. So I'm going to give personal invites for people to basically join as like founders for like 35, 40% off. Okay. And we're going to fucking crush it. All right, so Sabrina is talking about the goal of selling 100 spots and making a million dollars from it. And what I really want to conceptualize for you here is that it's not really about that goal itself. So if that feels really, really huge to you and just almost unrelatable, what I want you to take away from it is that that's kind of not the point. The point is being able to set a big stretchy goal in your business that functions as kind of like a North Star for your decisions without it also having to be some big pressured thing, right? The biggest challenge I see for so many business owners as they're growing is they'll set a really big stretchy goal like that. And then everything not that makes them feel wrong. So, you know, how do you sell a hundred spots? You sell the first and then the second and then the third, right? But what a lot of people do is like they've only sold three and their goal is to sell a hundred. And so they're feeling defeated instead of their goal is to sell a hundred, they sold three and they're celebrating because it's getting them closer to that hundred, right? So the North Star piece of it is like, yes, make all your decisions with that in mind, make the decisions with the goal in mind, operate from that place and make every win count on your way to it instead of making every move toward it feel not good enough, not close enough, right? So I really want you to pay attention to this and how we're talking about it and how this continues to unfold is that it's not the point of like track every single ounce of it and make it all wrong. It's see every step toward it as a win and just keep using that as the North Star for decision-making. I am so here for this. And also for the personal outreach, I feel like that's a whole strategy that like works really well for you that you haven't used in a while. So I think like just being able to focus on that is really nice. Totally. Yeah, because we've gotten some messages. We have some people who are offboarding right now in Accelerator and they're emailing in saying, hey, I want to resign and I don't want to do it as I've been doing it for six months. Like I really do like my idea of that kind of like larger, almost like college campus feel year long program. So I'm going to run with that and I'm just going to start resigning the people I have and then doing outreach to people who have been in the program or have been in the courses and basically just launch that Black Friday offer early and, you know, get maybe 30, 40 people a month through the end of the year. So basically, are we going to make it a Black Friday offer still? It's just like a like this is like personal invite and then Black Friday, it's still public. Or what do you want to do with that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to start with personal invites and just start making my way through those and basically communicating that this is kind of like a special rate and it will be the same special rate at Black Friday, but there will be a higher kind of official rate that if you didn't get an invite or you didn't buy at Black Friday, that's just kind of the price. Like it is what it is, which I think it'll probably be like 12K for the year, 11K for the year. Okay. And then they can get the deal at 80 Because last year we did it at 7,000 and it sold like hotcakes. And I think with everything added that 8,500 is a really good rate. Yeah, it also puts you in the position too of like making sure you're attracting like people that are really committed and like wanting that because that's such a thing for you that you get so frustrated about. And so like making sure that the price is a little bit higher to reflect that I think is important. Yeah, so I feel good about that. So that's happening. Okay. Okay, so this was one of the things I was referencing in the intro, (laughs) but Hearing Sabrina talk about doing personal outreach and being in the DMs and how important it is to realize that that's a thing, not just for people who aren't making great money. Like everyone thinks you should be able to like sell out with one post or one reel or something. And that's just not how it works. Being a CEO looks like being willing to like not make a bunch of ego stories around this stuff of like, I shouldn't have to be in the DMs with people. Like I cannot stand that mindset because I think it is so unhelpful. One, it makes it seem like we're supposed to be so much better than the people we're selling to. And I don't think that's true or helpful at all. And two, I think it gives us this idea that there are some things that 
that are okay to do and some things that are not. And the truth is what's best to do is what's working really well. And what's working really well right now in our space is personal outreach and conversations. And so Sabrina is willing to put on her CEO hat and do that because she can see the results of that, right? She's not going into that mentality of like, well, I shouldn't have to, or I can't be bothered, right? Of course we can figure out how to make it most efficient for her, but the point is this works really well and she's willing to do it because of that. And so it's so easy to look at business owners that are so much further ahead of you and think like, oh, they must never have to do that. And what's more true is they just don't think about it in a certain way. Like they just think about it of like, of course I'm happy to do this because it works and it makes me sales right on, you know? So I really want to offer that mindset to you of not kind of thinking there are some things you should or shouldn't do the more successful you get, but really owning the mindset of like, you're a CEO who's going to do what works really well in your business and trust that versus what the online space is telling you makes a great CEO or makes a seven figure business owner. Keep looking at what works and being willing to lean into it. That's what all my clients that are creating massive success are doing. And they're willing to put the other stories and ego stuff to the side. I have another secret. I made millionaire mastermind sales. Oh my goodness. Look at you. It's so funny because that was going to be my question is what are we doing with millionaire mastermind? So tell me, did you set up that application thing? No, you're going to want to punch me in the face. So we had two people email in and they said, Hey, I've applied like three times and haven't heard back. So I was like, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to message them closed in the DMS. So good. Yeah. But I do want to punch you in the face a little. So what are we doing with all the applications that are sitting there if that's how easy it is to get sales? Same shit that we're doing with accelerators. So that personal outreach and things like that. So the processes okay. have been set up there and are rocking and rolling. Okay. Good, good. So good. Mm-hmm. So someone wants to make sales again. Look at that. Yeah. Very impressed. Mm. Felt bored. <laughs> Felt bored, felt like a good idea. I mean, it is a good idea. So we're doing almost, well, you tell me this before I make assumptions. What are you seeing like in terms of like your forward facing stuff for the end of the year? Like, because obviously what you're saying to me is you want to do more of this behind the scenes. So like, what does that look like? Walk me through that. So I'm starting with behind the scenes, personal outreach, And then also like my email list is really segmented. So I know who is a fit for Accelerator. And I think we have maybe like five or 6,000 people tagged who are for sure a good fit for that program specifically. And then obviously I have all of my mastermind list. For like the stage they're at in business. Yeah. So I'm going to start by reaching out to those people. Likewise, I'm going to be moving into a mastermind launch publicly, but also at the same time doing the same thing, like behind the scenes, like who's applied, who's a good fit. I think we have something like 3000 ish people tagged for the mastermind, probably more. So just kind of rolling through that process and doing that outreach. Okay. So Sab's mentioned a couple times having a really great segmented email list. And I just wanted to share a little bit of context there about what that looks like and why. So basically we've segmented her email list through her quiz funnel. So people take a quiz and it helps us segment into where they are in business and what programs they would be most right for. And obviously that is really, really useful because it gives us a lot of data points in terms of like, what are the most people interested in that are coming onto her list? What's the breakdown of the different levels of business owners coming in? What people might be right for what program? We may be able to send really targeted emails based on who's right for what program, all of that. So I'm not saying this is what everyone should do, but for Sabrina's business, it really makes sense because she has really structured her offers to serve different business owners at different levels. And so being able to segment those on her list is really, really useful because obviously, you know, if people are right for millionaire mastermind, we may never want to email them about wealthy women and so on. So having that quiz funnel as the front end of that and really being able to segment is super helpful for her business based on her offer structure. We have Black Friday bootcamp happening November 1st through 3rd. So I'll probably do a quick pre-sale of that soon. Rich Witch is October 11th through 13th, but that's a free thing. So I feel like I have a lot of space to kind of sell shit 
And then November, yeah. we don't have anything except for Black Friday. And then December, we have the sales planning workshop and the vision board party. So November, can we make the accelerator conversation more public? Yes. I think that's when we'll kind of yeah. have that front facing. Because I think it's not going to be okay. Black Friday. It's going to be Black November. Not a thing a day. Not a thing a day. Maybe a thing a week. Okay. I like that. Yeah. But I think Black November is going to be a big thing. But yeah, I'm just, okay. what I've done in the past is sell wealthy and millionaire at the same time, just really segment the shit out of them. Under 10K go here, over 10K go there. Yep. So I'm just going to do that for the next two months. Okay, good. And are we talking combined? We want a million or you're talking about just from Accelerator? Just from Accelerator. Okay. Because last year I did like 800K mostly in millionaire right. during that time period. So maybe we'll do both, a million and a million. That would hit your goal, two million in six months. You would just do it in three, which would be very Sabrina of you. That'd be cute. Yeah. I feel like I could do that. I feel like you could absolutely do that. I think you just have to actually answer applications that are coming in, you know, the, the things the things like that. I just think of it as reverse sales psychology. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You just think that you don't want to do it. I mean, it's really worked for me because I made two sales. Yeah. And you could probably make 200 if you answered, <laughs> if you answered applications. Yeah. But in all seriousness, did you talk to your team about that? How we talked about having support coaches review them, like all of that. Yeah. yeah so we've got, we've got support around that. Um, and then Accelerator moving forward after this kind of initial period is going to be by application. Okay. Done. Which the idea there is not so much that we need the application. It's more so I want them to self-identify as a lead so that I know who exactly to reach out to. Yeah, totally. It also, again, solves that problem for you of feeling like weird about who you're letting in. And it makes you feel more confident and comfortable in like them being the right fit. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what do you need to get set up from this? Or does this feel pretty done? Mm. So this month, my team is working on the Black Friday sales page, the little tweaks that we talked about, and then also yeah. the Wealthy Woman sales page. So that will be completely finished in two weeks' time. But in the okay. meantime, I'm just going to start by sending out some Loom videos, some emails, some personal DMs, things like that. So I'll get rolling there, but then I'll have the sales page for that very soon. But we have lots of assets. Like we do have a sales page. Like I could just make minor tweaks, but I kind of want a little bit of a, a makeover, a little revamp. Well, listen, I don't think your people that you're personal outreaching to aren't going to be like, oh, I need to see an updated sales page first. Like that's not going to be yeah. the vibe there. So I don't think it matters. I think that's totally fine to like get that to a state that you want it to be in because I don't think it's required to do the first step. Do you know what I mean? I had a thought. What if to make it easier, I gave them two months bonus access if they sign up now, so their payment plan could actually be 14 months instead of 12 months and they could get early access now, but technically their program doesn't start till January. Yeah. What would they get access to right now? The program as is. Like everything or you're saying just like pieces of it? Yeah. I think everything. Alternatively, I could swipe that out for some sort of, swap that out for some sort of like on-ramp program or call or virtual retreat, Kickstarter retreat, something like that. And I guess I could just start them now, but I might need to make tweaks to the program right now, which I can do. That's easy. I think if we can like make small tweaks, it makes more sense for them to just start now versus you having to do almost like the creation of something extra. It's almost just like get the program to where it needs to be now. Sounds good. I like the 14 month payment plan though. Yeah. I'll write that down. Um, and then I don't think I want to do the masterclass pass for Black Friday. Okay. I think I kind of want to go either one of two ways. I either just want to do the masterclass pass or just do the accelerator. Will you know your answer then? Mm -hmm. I guess we'll kind of see how many people in accelerator we get before Black Friday. Because if it's a fuck ton, then maybe we just do the masterclass pass. But I think that I might swap that out for something like sold out sales instead, since we didn't launch it this year. 
Okay, what's not feeling like you want to do both of those together? Because last week you were like, it makes so much sense to do both of them. My initial thought was that people will choose the masterclass pass instead of the accelerator. But maybe I just need to get over that. I don't know. It just feels like they're buying a portion of it instead of the whole, which they are, obviously. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it just really depends on what your goal is, right? Like, I think if the goal is really like what you said earlier, like, what was it, 100 people in Accelerator by end of year, I think for sure it makes sense to just focus on Accelerator because obviously that's – not that it's like a a huge goal, but I mean it's like a decent goal in terms of like we want to get that a lot of traction, a lot of eyeballs, like all that kind of stuff. I think if your goal is more like – Long term, I want to pull more people into my world that are already paying me a small amount because I know they'll upgrade to different things over time. Then I think that the past makes sense, but I feel like it's more like what what problem are we trying to solve right now? Or not even problem, but like you know what I mean. What what outcome do we want to create right now? So this is going to sound really obvious, but it's something that most people actually don't think about. And it's deciding what we're doing based on what outcome we want to create. So for example, do we need to warm people up more and play a long-term game with the masterclass pass? Or, you know, is the goal to hit that hundred people or hundred spots in? And based on that, what the outcome we want is whether it's like that we really, really want and need to do a lot more warm up or whether it's that we feel like that's already done and we really wanna sell the spots, we're gonna make decisions from that place. So many business owners kind of forget to make decisions with the outcome in mind. And again, it sounds so obvious, but just taking that moment to stop and ask ourselves like, well, wait, like, are we just trying to make like the quote unquote right decision or are we making the right decision for what we want most? And making sure your decisions align to what you want most and what you're trying to get out of the things that you're doing is the absolute key to growing and scaling in a way that is efficient, right? Because say we decide, oh, the masterclass class is just like a really good idea and we do that, but we really didn't need to warm up the audience. And so now we just warm up a bunch more people, but we have like never really sold them anything. That doesn't really help us, right? It could still be a quote unquote good idea and it's never bad to have more warm leads, but we really, really wanna decide with outcome in mind. And so just let this be a lesson in your own business to make sure you're super clear on what that North Star is and be making your decisions with that in mind. I think for now, keeping it at the just the accelerator makes sense. Six weeks from now, I might feel differently if we're really on track, then I might do the masterclass pass or I might do the masterclass pass as like one of those one day only things. Mm-hmm. That way it's not like the core Black Friday feature. It's just like a flash offer. Like, hey, you can get every masterclass. But we had on that page, like start, grow, scale. So I think move wealthy to the scale section. And then in the grow section, we could put sold out sales because that is a great way to grow your business is to make more money. Um, or do something like a course bundle. So like you get a bundle AF launch baby launch and sold out sales. Why does that feel different than the masterclass pass though? Because it's much more limited. It's like three courses versus like 15 things. It's basically like you're feeling like the masterclass pass is them getting access to you is sort of the issue there. It's not so much that. I think it's just like, people will just want like the teachings, but not like the coaching that comes with the accelerator. Cause I think a lot of people are used to just buying these $15,000 masterclass passes, but there's no actual coaching support in between it, mm-hmm. which is like the entire problem and why people are still broke because they don't know how to actually like fit that into a business plan. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what distinguishes the accelerator. So I feel like I don't want to do the same shit that everyone else is doing, but cheaper. Um, I do know what you mean because I think we had this conversation before you said that you did want to do that. Whatever, that's the point of coaching lace the program. (laughs) Is it though? No, I'm kidding. Um okay, so I, I actually agree with you there, but my point is then how do we differentiate like them buying just like a course bundle from that. So I think like it doesn't make sense to do a bundle because it's maybe a little too close to that. Do you know what I'm saying? So then maybe just sold out sales. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That or it could be like the 2023 sales planning workshop that I'm going to host in December. 
but I think sold out sales probably makes the most sense there. The only other thought I had was start your online business academy. Because for start, we're doing holiday business bundle. Yeah, I would keep it with that. But we have a whole separate page for holiday business bundle. So like maybe holiday business bundle can just run with ads all throughout December. And then the Black Friday start offer is start online business academy, grows sold out sales, scale as wealthy woman. I don't know. What do you think? I still think go with the bundle in terms of start. Okay. If anything, I would run ads to the start your online business academy over the bundle. Does that make sense? Yep. That makes sense. Grow is sold out sales. Scale is wealthy. Okay. And then sold out sales. At that point, I will have probably pre-sold tickets to the sales planning workshop. So I might not bundle those together just because I don't want to deal with like refunds or credits or something like that. When's the workshop? December 7th, December 8th, something like that. Oh yeah, that is too close. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was a little bit later in December. No, I agree with you. Okay, so I think sold out sales, I'll probably do it like 50% off, 60% off. Okay. Like just make it cheap as hell. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Easy. Yay. Easy. Okay, but like main focus is going to be accelerator. Yep. It's going to be fucking segmented is the thing. Basically, it's just going to be very scrappy ninja target people. It's going to it's going to be both, but it's going to be scrappy. It's going to be chaotic. Probably going to have a mental okay. breakdown, but really looking forward to the experience. Perfect. Can't wait for that. I love those. Yeah. Anything for the podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah, for do. literally. Keep it exciting. Speaking of mental breakdown, I do want to talk about content for a second today, but we can circle back there. That just triggered that for me. But um, no, I think this is good. I think that what makes the most sense for you, and you know this, but it's just worth saying, but what continues to make the most sense for you is like, those are your two biggest money makers or your two biggest flagship programs. And when you have the energy to like get into it and sell, it just totally makes sense to be putting all your energy toward those because they are the most scalable, they make you the most money, all the things. So something you hear from me a lot, probably in my content, but I'm sure you will also hear a ton this season, is me telling Sabrina to always go back to her core first. I think there's kind of so much noise in the online space right now about all these kind of like mini offers and mini programs and things like that. And they certainly have a place, right? But at the end of the day, core offers are there because one, we know they work and they actually are gonna deliver amazing client service and results and value. And two, because we put a lot of time, energy, and effort into building them, right? Like the content and build out of these programs that Sabrina has is extensive. And so making sure we're leveraging those is where we're going to be most efficient and most scalable, right? Creating a new offer every week or even every month is not necessarily where we're gonna operate the best. It can be fun, it's great to do sometimes, but if you continue to base your business model on that, you're going to burn out and you're gonna operate really inefficiently. And so continuing to come back to and leverage those core offers that help your people get really amazing results that you've put so much energy into that are really the cornerstones of your business is everything and knowing you can make exceptional money from those and then having those extra offers just be icing on the cake is where you're not only going to scale the fastest and have the most success but you're going to have the most consistency and income and recurring monthly revenue and all of those other things that we want. So coming back to your core offers is really everything. Wild card option. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Six month option on Millionaire Mastermind for Black Friday instead of a 12 month commitment. I'm going to punch you in the face. Why? Because, miss, I don't do six months. I don't, but I know that they're going to re-sign. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sounds so familiar to a conversation we had about Accelerator. Plus, I would probably price it higher. Instead of 2800 a month, I'd maybe do like 3000 a month to kind of yeah, yeah. compensate mm-hmm. for that. Okay. But I feel like that could be like a kind of one-time deal. Like if you have been thinking about it, but you're nervous about the commitment for one time and one time only, you can get in for six months. 
Do you want the people that are nervous about the commitment? I'm playing devil's advocate because I know this is what you were saying to me last week. No. I don't know. I think I just, I feel very strong in that program and there's a lot of structure already built into it. But also if they, you know, suck ass, they're gone in six months. (laughs) Or we just like let them go, you know, like, hey, go torture someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. So they would say we did 3,000 in six months. How much are the people doing 12 months saving? They're basically saving 1,200 bucks. 200 a month? Mm-hmm. 2,400? 2,400 over the year, 1,200 over six months. I mean, I could even do it higher, like 3,200 a month or something. I would do it a little higher just so that it doesn't feel like they're getting like as good of a deal or something. You know what I mean? Like it really is like you're paying kind of to be in it for a shorter window. Yeah. So 3,200 times six is 19,200. So maybe 18K pay in full for six months. Mm -hmm. So then do we do start, grow, scale, HBB, wealthy millionaire and take out sold out sales? I like that better. Again, you know my philosophy is always like I like you selling the shit that I need to sell. The core offers. Yes. Okay. I think what you could do is, again, maybe make sales planning workshop, have like a VIP option that includes sold out sales. Like I think there's still a way to to weave sold out sales in there because the sales planning workshop is so aligned to that. But I think, yeah, if we can make Black Friday just core offers that really makes a lot of sense. Well, then, if that's the case, do we want to switch out Start for Start Online Business Academy since that's more of a core offer than HBB or no? I just think that that would do better in the ads if we're picking between the two, you know? Sounds good. See, my wild card was a good one, huh? I know, I'm impressed. I like that. I was thinking about it the other day and then I forgot and then I remembered it and I got to position as a wild card, which was so exciting. Okay. So done. We're not changing our mind. Are we making a deal? Deal. Shake on it. I mean, we shook on it last week, but sure. Shake, shake. Okay. But I didn't say we're not changing it this week. I'm saying we're definitely not changing it. We're not changing it this week because this one feels the most aligned and exciting and spicy to me. Okay, good. Agree. And I think it also makes sense with the context of everything you're doing for the next couple months. So for Rich Witch, we're just basically segmenting in terms of being like, hey, you can get in either of these programs. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to segment the shit out of them. And we'll probably like pre-sell like Black Friday Bootcamp. So if Black Friday Bootcamp is, let's say, 333, we might give them a deal for like 222 or something. But yeah. Okay, cool. Yay. Done. Okay. Talk to me about content. I have many things. So I dropped my Q1 podcast calendar into Basecamp because I'm officially recording for January. I'll share my screen. So here is my podcast calendar for Q1. So I put the calendar for Q1 here. So I have how to 10X your results in 2023, millionaire mindset, how to develop a seven-figure mindset, X productivity hacks for staying consistent and hitting your goals. You asked, I answered money, mindset, and manifestation, $181,978 in four weeks. I actually think it was three weeks, but anyway, a case study, my first ever course launch, what most people get wrong about time management. And that one's going to be more about like, it's more about like managing your energy and like knowing how you work and like not overloading yourself. Just because you put it in the calendar doesn't mean you're going to do it. How to scale your business to six figures this year, four common sales calls, mistakes, and how to fix them. The truth about ideal clients, how to build out a profitable product suite and an inside look at mine, 20,000 members in two years, how to build a highly engaged Facebook group, how I've gone viral three times and you can too, the art of receiving, how to call in more money, clients, and fame. What do you think? So good. The only thing that feels like it's missing here for me is maybe changing up order just slightly. I'm thinking that as well. I know that like abundant AF is kind of like upfront. 
That's what I was thinking. Like I probably wouldn't do the productivity hacks on a week where you're launching abundant AF because yeah. they're probably just not super aligned. But otherwise, I mean, I think they're I think they're really good titles. I think we can just literally play with order. I just didn't want to annoy the shit out of people by like having it be like four mindset ones back to back. So like I thought about putting the art of receiving one where productivity hacks is, like swapping that out. Agree. Or doing like how to scale your business to six figures this year and putting that there and like making mindset like a really big piece of that. I like the art of receiving one. Do you think that's annoying though to have like how to 10X results, millionaire mindset, art of receiving, money mindset, manifestation back to back to back? No, I think that's the point. I mean, I think like we want them to be hearing from you about mindset and getting on board with that so that they make the connection to be an abundant AF. I don't think that's annoying at all. I think it makes total sense. All right. My podcast tanks, I'm coming for you. Okay, perfect. I am swapping that out. So we like this? Yes, very much. Okay. And then obviously as we get more planned in the sales calendar, we could always change little things up here and there, but yeah. I think it's fine. I'm trying to keep it as evergreen as possible just because I can be a bit chaotic with my launch calendar. Um, and also like the podcast pitches the coaching program. So I'm trying not to make it too course dependent. Lacey's about to offer me some support here with my content strategy, and we're going to be throwing around a lot of names. So I wanted to give you context on what these content pieces are so that you can follow along with the conversation and hopefully we don't overwhelm you too much. So the first one is CEO Confessions, which you heard me talk about in the last coaching session with Lacey, which it was originally a video series where someone would come up to me and say, hey, tell me about this thing. And we would do a behind the scenes deep dive into an aspect of my business. Now, these videos were very heavily edited, 20 to 30 minutes long. So at this point, it's just not sustainable for me to do them anymore. So we made a decision to repackage that as an email newsletter that is going out every Friday. The second thing we talk about is Coach's Kitchen, which this was a live stream series that I would do every single week back in 2020, where I would physically cook a recipe in my kitchen while also talking about cooking up business success. Now, this is something that fell off for me just because it was very chaotic to play Julia Child and I just needed to have a little bit of a break from that, but I really enjoyed Coach's Kitchen because it gave me a way to connect with my audience. The other thing we talk about is client crush case studies. In my business for several years now, we have called our client wins client crushes and we highlight them every single week inside of our business. I wanna have a way to highlight that publicly so people know what client wins we have, but also so I can give a breakdown of how exactly did that client crush get that win. We also have hot seat coaching, which is something that we were going to do, but never actually executed in my Facebook group where we were going to have people come on to the live stream and get hot seat coaching around their specific questions. And the last thing we talk about is Sabrina Says. Now, Sabrina Says is something that I tried to launch in 2020 where someone would send me a video clip asking a question and then I would answer their question on video, clip those together and post them on social media. We didn't promote it that much, and when we didn't get any responses, we kind of canned it. So I have branding and copy assets for all of these pieces, so I'm trying to find a way to bring them back. What Lacey's going to help me do in the session is find a way to make that really sustainable and streamline them. It can feel really tempting to have all of these amazing ideas and want to run with them all at once, which is what I did way back when, but then you kind of crash and burn because trying to build five content systems at once is really challenging. So Lacey's going to help me narrow down what to focus on now and how I can repackage and use these assets that I already have in my business. But yeah, so then my second question was, if I'm going to move to two podcasts a week, which if at this point I'm September 30th recording for January, at the moment I'm going to be, by the end of the year, have episodes through August recorded is what we're currently okay. on track for. Because we're going to record at least another 36 episodes before the end of the year probably more. Okay. So I'm thinking if we're going to move to two podcasts a week, how I can do that in a more sustainable way. So like one option is I just do more of them, but then I just have to like brainstorm more topics. Or I'm wondering if I should have the second one have like a specific theme around it, which I've seen some people do, but I think they're honestly kind of lame. Like one of them is like a business builder and one of them's like a wisdom Wednesday and they're kind of lame if I'm being honest. Like I mm -hmm. don't really like listening to them, but 
I know we had talked about like maybe doing like the mindset resets as a podcast or like a client crush case study. So one that I had was like doing a rotation with the second podcast. So it could go like client crush case study, mindset reset, client crush case study, CEO confession or something like that. But I thought that doing at least two client crushes a month would be a good way to just kind of showcase client results. And then CEO confession, we could pull from the emails, like the top performing one from the month before. And then the mindset reset, same thing. I can just pull from all my mindset notes. I don't know. What do you think? Or I could do something wealthy woman themed. So two client crushes a month, one CEO confession and one mindset reset. Mindset reset. Okay. Yeah. I like that. The only thing I'm wondering though is maybe I don't. I like the CEO confession because I can basically be like, hey, I send these out every week. Get on the newsletter. Exactly. So I like that idea. But the other thought I had was that I feel like the podcasts that are top performing are more mindset-y themed. So I don't know if I should try and do two mindset resets a month or if I even just drop it down to like a three-part rotation like mindset reset, CEO confession, client crush, or like if I just need to do the two case studies, the one mindset and the one CEO confession and keep moving. I think it would be so like totally fine to have a week that only had one and three weeks that had more than one. Like, I don't think that there's like a downfall to that at all. On the flip side of that, I don't think there it will ever be bad for your business to have two case studies. And I also think what we could do with that is like, one is always millionaire, one is always wealthy. That's a good idea. So it kind of makes sense to do four, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to rotate that through every four weeks. So we'll do this 13 times next year because there's 52 weeks in the year. So the only thought I had about the client crush case studies is I feel like I could do it one of two ways. So one way is I could take the client transformation. So like 700K launch in eight weeks and then give a breakdown of how they did it. Or I could actually interview them. So the benefit of interviewing them is people get to hear from the client the stress of that is I have to organize the interviews. I can't record it in the studio and we're going to have to figure out how to edit it. I, I'm way more a fan of you just doing it and then here and there having a client if it's like something really specific that you want to like have them talk about or highlight or whatever. I, I, but I wouldn't commit to that being twice a month. I think that that will just fall off because of all the reasons you said. That's what I thought too. Okay, cool. So I can definitely commit to that and do that. And I will get that added to my calendar. So at the moment we're doing CEO confessions on Friday, the podcast on Wednesday. I'm wondering if I should move the podcast to Tuesday and Thursday, or if I should do Monday and Wednesday. I think Monday and Wednesday. So it's like staying with the date that people are already used to. Okay. Yep. And then the teachy one, do we want that to be the first one of the week or do we want the other themed one to be the first one of the week? I think teachy one first one. Okay. So teachy on Monday. Yep. And then the other one, we're going to have to give a better name for that one. Theme maybe a bonus. I don't know. But that one will be Wednesday and then CEO confessions will be Friday. And then if I'm feeling spicy, I might do a reel on Tuesday and Thursday. Okay, great. Look at you. Get me go. Yep. Okay. I feel good. I can definitely do that. And then I think the kind of second ones will be slightly shorter. Like they might be 15 minutes instead of 30 minutes, but I think that is not a bad thing. Like 15 to 20 minutes. No, I think that's almost the point. Right. I think like Monday feels like more in depth and teachy and, and kind of like meat yeah. potatoes. And I think, you know, Wednesday feels like a little bit lighter, a little bit like quicker, all that kind of stuff. And I think they're getting the best of both worlds there. Yay. Okay. That feels good. Okay. Good. I love it. So decision made there. So I will make those changes. The only other question I had around podcast was, do you like the first episode for the year, how to 10 your results in 2023? And I was going to make that very like mindset focused, like very much like you have to believe that it's possible. And if you don't, you're not going to do it. Yep. No, I really like that one. Okay. And then my favorite episode that I had planned was 181,970 in four weeks, a case study, my first ever course launch, which was LBL in 2018. 
I'm wondering if I should bank that for closer to the launch baby launch launch, or if I should just use that to open the wait list and to like announce that the bitch is back. What, when do you have that for? I have no idea. So abundant AF will for sure launch in January. No, no. I mean the podcast. Oh, I got it February 1st. So it is very early. I might move it if abundant AF is not done by then. If that launch isn't finished, I will move that because I don't want to pitch the wait list while the other program is still enrolling. Agreed. Which like that's an easy tweak. Like I'm going to record it now, but I can definitely move that. I would say don't hold it. Like don't wait. I think just push to a wait list. I don't think there's any like big win for you in waiting. And I think you have so many other course like outcomes and and topics and all of those things that aren't like, it's not like this is like your one thing that you could talk about for LBL, but I definitely would agree with you that you need to move it if you're still like in an active launch, but otherwise I wouldn't save it. Okay, great. So I'll do that. And then maybe not this call, but I think next call, we should probably figure out like when the course launches are happening just because then I can start to like plan shit a little bit better. Um, one thought I also had is, do I want to send out a second email for the second podcast episode? What do you do right now? You just email the day it comes out. Yeah, we send an email the day it comes out. So it's more of like a newsletter that like announces the podcast is out and like gives them the talking points and the link to go listen to it. The second one could kind of like actually summarize what's being said and then saying like, hey, if you'd rather listen to this, like click here to listen to the thing. So it's more of like an actual like value email as opposed to just like go listen to the podcast. I think that makes sense because the theme ones also lend themselves more to an email like that where they can be like, I walk you through this client getting this result. She did this. She did this. Like, I think that would be really useful for an email anyway. So yeah, I would definitely say do that. And also, I don't think it hurts at all to add that in at this point with your audience. Okay. And then I think that also just works well for segmenting. Like if you're interested in millionaire, click here. If you're interested in wealthy, click here. Yep. The only thing though I can't send out is the CEO confessions one since it will have essentially already been sent out. So maybe that one I swap for if I want to email that day for something else. Yeah. Just make it like a sales email. Like the replacement of that is always a sales email. Okay. Yeah. Or it could just like pitch the Facebook group or like follow me on Instagram or like give them a freebie or something. Yeah. No, like, a, yeah, just a sales email. Okay. Whatevs. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that sounds good. Thanks. Okay. Good. Do you want to go over my thoughts on the other content stuff or is there something else you want to talk about? Um, I need to figure out how to love my Facebook group again. Yeah. And how to show up in that. I think I know we had talked in base camp about doing more live streams, but I feel like I want to prioritize that time for podcasting twice a week. So I definitely don't think at this point I can commit to a weekly live stream in the group, but maybe bi-weekly. And I don't think I want to do a teach because I'm doing the teaching on the podcast, but I could do hot seat coaching, which we have branding for. So we have, let me find it. Where is it? I think hot seat or coach's kitchen. I think you kind of have to decide between those two. I think you just don't want to do both. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. At least right now. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. saying ever, but I just think it's like a lot, right? You're already adding a lot to your plate with another podcast with more selling, all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And so I just don't want you to like take on too much where then you like hate it even more because you're like now committed to all these things. Yeah. Or it's one a month. Once a month is hot seat coaching. Once a month is coach's kitchen. Even just once a month of either of them. And then you can always add it. Like, again, I think you could add it. Like, I wouldn't do Coach's Kitchen every week because obviously that's, like, a process. But just, like, like baby step it. You know what I mean? Like, do one once a month and then you can always add the second. Okay. So I think we'll do monthly hot seat coaching. And then we select okay. client crushes every week inside of our programs. And what I was thinking we would do is put the client crushes into, like, a random generator and pick like two people and then they get the hot seat coaching kind of as like a prize, but also it's a live stream. So it's a win for me too. Love it. So I thought we would do that. And then 
Yep. I also really like this live stream branding, but I don't know how to use it, but it's just so pretty. I would just wait on it. Again, it's not that we can't add these things. It's just that you're adding a lot of things. Yep. Don't look at me like that. It's just that I need something to like fill the Facebook group content strategy, you know? I think monthly hot seat coaching. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you've been doing anything in there. So even just adding <laughs> monthly hot seat coaching is plenty. Like it, you don't need to start filling it out every week yet. You just kind of need to get back in a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to start with getting the second podcast stuff set up. From November, I'll do hot seat coaching because in October I'm running Bridgewitch. So I don't think I need to yeah. do that just yet. And then Coach's Kitchen might make a comeback around Christmas time, like Coach's Kitchen Christmas edition as a real series. So we shall see. We shall see. Okay, good. I like it. I think like the whole point here is just like you're taking on a lot more. You're doing CEO confessions now. You're doing two podcasts. You're doing all these awesome things, but like, we just want it to feel like they're sustainable that so that you're not in a situation where you almost like do the thing of being like, I can't do all this, fuck this, and then do none of it. Yeah. Well, what's really helping is I am like only doing the kind of macro pillar content and my team is processing everything else. They're just like a little machine. So whatever I do, like I need someone else to like post the graphics, write the post, email it out, process it. So as long as that happens, then I'm good. Yeah. It's kind of amazing when you're not doing it all yourself, huh? Yeah. Pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good. So funny. Okay. So done. We're tabling the rest. We're doing hot seat coaching. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do we want to call it hot seat coaching or client crush coaching? I think hot seat coaching. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll use like spicy little chili emojis to brand it. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. In a second life, I would have been a brand designer. I agree. Spicy. Except you would be like such a perfectionist and it would drive you crazy. Which you should be if you're a brand designer. Amen. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Yep. So then Sabrina says we'll kind of like table for yes. another day. Yes. That could even potentially be the fourth email newsletter. We don't do CEO confessions. We do Sabrina says. No. And it's like a question that was submitted. No. Okay. Fine. Too much. Too much. Thanks for your thoughts. No problem. Okay. I'm here for you. All right. Thanks. So something you'll probably continue to hear this season is that Sabrina and I often disagree. And what I see one of my biggest roles in is reining her in, right? Sabrina tends to want to do all the things because she has a lot of really, really good ideas, right? And I always say like, is this a good idea is the wrong question, right? Because there's so much more to it than that. And so a lot of times she'll kind of want to run at things and I'm kind of trying to be the balance for that. And then ideally through our work, we kind of come to a place that feels really good and measured there. But I just wanted to say, you know, it's it's not bad that you can have disagreement or pushback with your coach or your client. Like that's sometimes how we get the best results. And I, I definitely don't coach every client in this way, but for Sabrina, I've been with her for so long. I know this is what works really well for her. And I also know what role I can best serve. So sometimes with other clients, the role I can best serve is definitely not reining them in. It's like really pushing them to go further, do more, that kind of stuff. In this case, it's not that. And so just wanting to say that this is why it's really important to know your clients really well and being able to adapt your coaching style to what serves them most and what they most need. Because I could have the same exact situation with a totally different human and handle it completely differently. But for us, that kind of balance and disagreement works really well for Sabrina having my to be kind of the level setter to kind of reining some of that I want to do it all in it works it continues to work she has an amazing business that you know has been built over the time that we've been doing that and so that's where I really shine in this particular setting but just know that it doesn't mean that it always should look like that and it changes based on the business and the person you're supporting do you want to yell at me about anything or are you feeling okay um I kind of 
am impressed with you right now. So I feel like I am a little scared to yell at you because I think you're kind of on a roll. Yeah. I mean, I won't bite if that's what you're worried about. You won't buy it. I won't bite. Oh, bite. <laughs> um, no, I think you're doing good. I'm like really impressed with you. I think the only thing that I'm still kind of pissed at you about is the applications. And it sounds like we're getting that in order. Yes. We are getting that in order. You also should just get on board with the reverse sales psychology thought process. I think it would really serve I'm not on board. everyone involved for that to happen. Nobody's on board with that. No, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the listeners are on board. I'm pretty, pretty fucking confident that when they hear this episode in three months, they're going to agree with me. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, great, great. Let's just all get applications. See, this is the problem though, Sabrina. Everyone's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, oh wait, that's the secret hack. I should just get all these applications and then do absolutely nothing with them. Perfect. We want to make sure we're sending the right message here. So annoyed that week when all of your clients are like, Do you think I should take a little bit longer and play hard to get? Yeah, I am. You're right. (laughs) So, (laughs) So stop it. I'm not just saying this because Alicia is forcing me to, although she totally is forcing me to, but there really is no such thing as reverse sales psychology where you just go to your potential clients and think that that is going to turn them into paying customers. The truth is it is really, really important to have a system for responding to client inquiries quickly. Now, for me, this is something that I was deprioritizing in my business because I was working on so many other things. So rather than trying to push that to the top of my to-do list, I got support around this. So I now have automation set up and I have team members supporting me to do that first initial screening of those applications. And then I'm going to go in and do that second look over and reach out to the clients. It's really important that we prioritize client inquiries because that is the beginning of the sales process. And if you think about it like dating, if you texted someone because you were interested in them and they didn't get back to you for a week or a month or if ever, you would just assume that they're not interested and you would move on. Likewise in business, it's really important that we take our client inquiries seriously and we handle them quickly. I know I was giving Lacey a hard time here, but I did wanna go ahead and give this disclaimer. And again, not because she's forcing me to, but she totally is. Okay, so I'm sure you heard Sabrina's clip in that she she said that I made her make. And I, I will just tell you, she also did volunteer to do it. So <laughs> she's still being sassy. But, you know, she's just teasing me a bit here. And I think she obviously clarified that. But I, I really think that this is the stuff that mind fucks people in our industry, which is why it was so important for her to do that clip in and for me too. Because they think there's like a cool way to run a business or something, right? And the cool way is to not ever have to have a sales call or like even respond to an application. And that's not it, right? Like Sabrina is going to grow her business more effectively and efficiently by dealing with and responding to applications. This whole idea of like, make them want it so bad they have to DM you multiple times is not real strategy. And she knows that, right? That's why she's setting up a process. It's fine for her and her business because she obviously has really, really great consistent income and that's not making like a huge, huge difference. So of course, what she has is she's bought herself the space to kind of not have to worry about that. And that's amazing. But what we get confused with is thinking that that makes it the right way to run a business. And then we all think, okay, so I'm supposed to get all these clients, but never respond to an application and never have to run a sales call. And it becomes a total mindfuck. So this is not a thing. It is fine sometimes, right? Like if you are super busy and life happens and business happens and like you don't get to it, please let this be a lesson that it's okay and you can always pick back up anytime. But please also let it be a lesson that there's not like this cool kid's way to run a business, right? There's the way that ultimately serves you and your people the best and that's what we want to keep coming back to. Okay, are we answering applications this week? We are. Who is doing it? I am with the support of my team. Okay, but we have support coaches going through them. Are you lying to me? I'm not lying to you. I have support around that. I have support coaches and my OBM and shit's happening. Okay, good. And you're going to table all the other things for now, yes? Yes, except for the podcast stuff because I need to get a process around that, which I will give to my OBM. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to communicate to the team, the Black Friday decisions. I'm going to give them the second podcast stuff. And 
we will get hot seat coaching set up for November. Yes. And you're going to start doing the personal outreach for Accelerator 14-month payment plan. Now. Yeah. Done. Right now. Beautiful. Yep. Yay. Okay. I'm proud of you. Me too. Go make some sales. You got some sales to make and you got a million dollars to make in a few months. So, you know, go get on it. I mean, yeah, that's not that hard, but BRB going to go do that. Okay, good. I love you. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business, but are short on time, then you are going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a lituplife.com forward slash back pocket to dive in.